Last night, we were uh, over at Pastor Lisa's and Chris's house, and a couple of, of friends got together to have some fun and play some games, and, and I was chatting with Chris about uh, what he did yesterday morning, and I didn't know this, but Home Depot, how many guys know that Home Depot, uh, every second Saturday or something, has a project uh, school that you can bring your kids to and do these projects with them? And so I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. I'd love to bring my little guy, Sammy, uh, with, with me to go do that uh, one day. And Chris went with his little guy, Tyson. Have you guys seen Tyson around the church? Little blonde guy, super cute. You might see him up in the sound booth. Uh, he's just a, a great little dude. And so Lisa ran upstairs, and she grabbed this toolbox that Tyson built and painted. And uh, I just thought, wow, that is amazing. I don't even know if I could put something together like that. Uh, But when she brought that down, it got me thinking about a hammer. And it just got me thinking about the purpose beyond why a hammer was created, why a hammer exists, that a hammer was created to hit nails. And I asked Tyson this morning, he said, why do you have your hammer? I said, well, I'm going to use it for a bit of a sermon illustration. I'm not very creative, so a hammer I just thought was fitting for this. But I said, why do you think a hammer exists, Tyson? He said, to smash things. And I said, well, that's, that's close. But it was designed to hit nails. I want you to consider for a moment that if a hammer was designed to hit nails and it was left inside of a toolbox, it didn't do anything. Do you think the hammer would really care? Probably not. The hammer wouldn't really care if it just sat in a toolbox. But I want you to imagine with me going a little bit of a journey with me this morning. I know it's early. But I want you to imagine if that hammer had a soul. If the hammer had a self-awareness, a consciousness. And it just sat in that toolbox. He would feel funny inside. If days and days went by and he just sat there doing nothing, he would feel like he wasn't sure why, but he would know that something was missing in this little hammer's soul. And one day somebody pulls that hammer out and begins to use that hammer to cut branches off of a tree for firewood. I think the hammer would feel some excitement that he's being held and being wielded and he's hitting things, he's smashing things. Yet, at the end of the day, I would think that that hammer would still be unfulfilled. Hitting the branches would be fun, but it wasn't enough. Something would still be missing. And in the days follow, he's used often. He shapes a hubcap. He smashes through some jip rock. He's used to do different things. And he's used multiple times, yet at the end of the day, he's still unfulfilled because he's not doing what he was purposed and created to do. He's longing for something more to satisfy him. But he thinks that more of doing the same will bring satisfaction and fulfillment to him. Then one day, somebody picks him up out of that toolbox, that wonderful, beautiful toolbox, and uses him to hit a nail. All of a sudden, the light comes on for that hammer. All of a sudden, he realizes what he was created for, that he was created to hit nails. 
and he comes alive in the purpose for which he was created and made. Today, friends, I want us to look at the topic of purpose. When you think about purpose, the simple definition for purpose is the reason for which something exists. The reason for which something is created. The reason for which something is done. And I wonder, have you ever felt like your life didn't have any purpose? Have you ever talked to anybody who felt like they were just pulling the day clock as they punched their time clock? They went to work. They woke up in the morning, drive through rush hour traffic, which sucks, go to work. They might not enjoy their job. They come home, they eat dinner, turn on the TV, go to bed at night and wake up the next day and do the same thing. Have you ever felt like your life didn't have any purpose? I have. It sucks. Or maybe you felt like you know your life's purpose, but for some reason or other, you're not living in it. I felt like that. But one thing that I've come to understand in my life about purpose is that when we discover it, when we find purpose, when we're walking in purpose, I know for me, I come fully alive. When I'm doing what God created me to do, when I'm being who he created me to be, I come fully alive in that purpose. Purpose gives us life. It gives us passion for life. And I believe that there are two questions that we can ask when we look at the topic of purpose. We can ask, what were we created for? And what were we created to do? And I just want to start this morning by saying to you this morning, church, for every person in this room, you were created on purpose for a purpose. You're not an accident. It's not an accident that you're alive in in 2017. It's not an accident that you were created with the DNA that you have. Nobody else has your gifts. Nobody else has your talents. Nobody else has your abilities. Nobody else has your story. Nobody else has been through what you've been through. Nobody else is like you. Nobody else has your fingerprint. You're unique. You're one of a kind. And you matter to God. Listen to what Psalms 139 says. The psalmist writes about God creating him and he says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That my soul knows very well. Friends, you are not an accident. I don't believe that there's such things as accidents. There might be accidental parents, but there's no accidental kids. God has a purpose and a plan for your life before the foundation. Yeah, you can give him praise for that. You got to understand, if you think that you're an accident, you're not going to pursue purpose. You're going to sit in that toolbox unused for what you were created for. You're not an accident. God created you on purpose and for a purpose. And every human being at some point in their life starts to ask these questions. There's these deep longings deep within our souls that ask these questions. What on earth am I here for? In the early 2000s, there was a book that was written by Rick Warren of Saddleback Church. It was called The Purpose Driven Life. Anybody read it? This book was selling a million copies a month. It outsold every other book. It was a New York Times bestsellers. Because people are longing for purpose. But can I tell you this morning, friends, that purpose 
True purpose is found in a person. His name is Jesus. You'll find that through these Soul Search series messages, there'll be a thread that'll always point us back to the person of Jesus Christ. It only makes sense that if you want to find out the reason why something was created, the reason why you and I were created, the purpose for which we were created, then we must consult the maker, the creator, not the created. Pastor Ball talked about that last week when he talked about that gal who created that picture of the flower. That if you want to know the reason why that artist wrote and drew that picture, you got to ask the artist. You can't ask the picture. You will find true and lasting satisfaction for the thirst in your souls. You will not find that outside of Jesus. And just like you won't find identity in who you were created to be outside of the one that created you, you won't find purpose outside of the one who created you. So I want us to look at the original plan that God set in place when he created man. In Genesis 1 verse 1, it says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It didn't start with the created one. It started with the creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he created the seas and the sun. It goes on to say through the next few verses, he created the seas and the sun and the stars and the moon and the birds and every living thing that was created. He created every animal. And then in verse 26, he says, Then let us make man in our image according to our likeness. When you and I were originally created, when mankind was originally created by God, the almighty creator, he created us in his likeness, in his image. We were holy. We were without blemish. We could have a personal relationship with the holy God because he created us perfect like him. But then as we know, sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world through Adam and Eve's disobedience, God said, you can eat from every tree in the garden. But don't eat from this tree of the, good, the knowledge of good and evil, because when you do, you shall surely die. But Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They ate of that tree, and sin entered the world and caused a brokenness to happen between God and us. The original intent, the original purpose for why God created us was to have a relationship with him. But when sin entered the world, that was broken. And ever since then, man has been on a quest to find his purpose. But it can only be found when you go back to the original, when you go back to the creator, Jesus Christ. And ever since sin entered the world, God's plan to restore to his original purpose, creation, has been in play. And that's why Jesus came, friends. He came to die and pay the price for our sins so that we could be brought back into a right relationship with God. When you look at the picture that we see in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, they hung out with God. They talked with God face to face. They communed with him. They had friendship with God. What do we say when people ask us, are we a Christian? What religion do you believe? Oh, it's not a religion. It's about a relationship. And I would even go one step further, friends. It's about a friendship. With the one who created us, your purpose will never be found outside of the person of Jesus Christ. We look for all sorts of things to fulfill this longing in our hearts for purpose. 
We look for all sorts of things in this world to fulfill the longing in our lives. Every one of us desire to live a life of significance, amen? Every life, every life matters and everyone wants to live a life of purpose. There's a book in the Old Testament called Ecclesiastes. And the author of this book is a man named Solomon. This book is a quest for one man's desire for purpose, to find purpose and meaning in life. He was a very rich and powerful man. As a matter of fact, early on in his career, God comes to him and says, ask anything you want of me, Solomon. And Solomon doesn't ask for riches. He doesn't ask for power. He doesn't ask for a long life. He asks for, anybody help me out here? Wisdom. But his heart, his purpose, and why he asked for wisdom was to lead God's people well. So God gave him wisdom, but he also gave him power. He also gave him riches. He was probably the richest, wisest, most influential man on the planet. He had it all. But yet he, left, he was left longing in his soul. And so he went on this quest to find meaning in life, to find purpose in life. And after experiencing all that the world has to offer, Solomon comes back to this conclusion. In Ecclesiastes 1 verse 2, he says, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. That word vanity means empty. After achieving the highest level of success, after accumulating the most riches of anybody on the planet, after probably being the most popular person on the planet, everyone knew who Solomon was and the, 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 the wisdom and the knowledge that he had. He said after experiencing all of this, he was left wanting. He said it's all emptiness. Futile emptiness, trying to be happy and find fulfillment and purpose apart from God. In our lives, this quest for meaning and purpose, we can look for all sorts of things. We can look to relationships. My purpose is my family. My purpose is career. My purpose is to pay off my mortgage. My purpose is to accumulate as much wealth as I can. You know that old saying that says, he who dies with the most toys wins. Wins what? Wins what? You can't take any of it with you. The Bible says, the Bible says that naked you came into this world and naked you will leave it. You've never seen a hearse or a, a hearse pulling a U-Haul trailer of possessions behind it. Because you can't take this stuff with you. So I ask you this morning, what is your purpose in life? What would you say? I believe. And let me propose to you today that the primary purpose of your life and my life is found in Jesus. To know him. That is what we were created for. We were created to be in an intimate friendship with our creator. We were created for that purpose, to know him. And I believe that we have to be anchored in this one thing. That purpose is found in knowing and loving the one who created us to know his love. Paul said in Philippians 3 verse 7, he says, But one th what things were gained to me, I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. 
Paul was another dude who accomplished a lot in his life, but it didn't stop him from doing things. But he was anchored in the fact that everything else was nothing in comparison to the purpose of knowing Christ. He said, of whom I have suffered loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Have you made this your primary purpose in life? The pursuit of Jesus Christ. The pursuit of knowing him more, loving him more, spending time in his word, spending time in prayer, spending time walking with him and talking with him, consulting with him before you do whatever it is you do in your life. Is it the primary purpose of your life to know him more? That's what he created you for, friends. I know it's pretty simple. I struggled, trust me, all week I struggled to find some deep, in-depth meaning that I could just blindside you with. And you'd be like, wow, I never thought of that before. But I believe we need to be reminded of this because sin and the ways of the world cause us to drift and to look for meaning and purpose in everything but God. But when our hearts are set towards this one aim, towards this one purpose, to know God more, then and only then can we begin to walk out what we were created to do. Knowing God is what he created us for and making him known is what we were created to do. You were created and placed on this planet to let the world know who Jesus is, to let the world know about his love and his grace and his mercy. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Purpose is like a two-sided coin. You were created to know God and to know his love and you were created to make him known, to share his love with the world. Jesus, when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? The creator is asked, what do you require of us? Jesus says this, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is your, the first and greatest command. He's saying that this is top priority. If you don't do anything else in life, you need to know God and love God. You need to experience his love and his friendship. That's what you're created for. This is your highest purpose, and it is to be the foundation of our lives. But he goes on to say, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And if you want to find purpose in your life, then love others. Share the love that God has for you and for the world with the world. Break out of the silence. Break out of the box. Break out of the fear that cripples us to do what God has created us and purposed us to do. And I guarantee you, you will come alive. How many of you know what I'm talking about? This is what Pastor Tim lives for. This is what gets him up in the morning. This is why he serves in the church. is because he wants to see people come to know Jesus. But the same is true for you and I as followers of Christ. If you want to find purpose in your life, love others. Love them on purpose, with a purpose. Because they too were created for a purpose, with a purpose. If going to heaven was the only reason why Jesus died for you and me, then when you got baptized in water, the pastor might as well held you down in the water until the bubbles stopped coming up. 
But that's not what happened. There's a reason. There's more. There's a purpose on why God is building his church. It's for you and me to preach the gospel to the nations. It's for you and me to go into the world and love people to Christ. It's for you and me to have a kingdom impact. It's the other side of the purpose coin. And you might be like that hammer where you've been taken out and you're cutting branches and you're smashing hubcaps and jip rock, but you're not doing what you were created to do. Jesus said that you are the light of the world in Matthew 15, 14. He said, you are the light of the world and a city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Some of us, our light that God created us to shine is being hidden under a basket of fear, under a basket of insecurity, under a basket of a a lack of uh, self-understanding of who he's created you to be. But he says, when you put it on a lampstand, it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Friends, you were created to shine. You and I were created to shine the love and the light and the glory of Jesus to a dark world. And it's only getting darker. You were created to shine. How do you let your light shine? It says, by your good works, which will glorify your Father in heaven. Point people back to their creator. You shine when you love and pray for those who hate you and persecute you. You shine when you forgive those who hurt you. You shine when you walk in humility, when you lay down your pride. You shine when you serve the needs of others. You shine when you give to those that are in need. You shine when you live your life in surrender to Jesus. And you won't find purpose. Yeah, you can give God praise for that. My little man over there, clapping his hands. See, it connects with all people. Young, old, doesn't matter. God's got a purpose. You won't find purpose and meaning in life outside of surrendering your life to Jesus. Purpose is found in surrender. God's purpose in creating you and I is so that we would experience his love. And walk in relationship and intimate friendship with God. That's what he created us for. God created us to make his love and his truth shine to the world. That's what he created us to do. And just like the moon cannot produce its own light, but it reflects the light of the sun, you and I were created to reflect the light of the sun. We can't produce our own light. We can't produce our own purpose but we can reflect the light and the glory of God and point people back to the one who created us. But it all starts with surrender. I wish that I could tell you the way in which God uniquely created you to do what he created you to do. I wish that I could tell you exactly where it was that God wants you to plug in to fulfill his purpose and the way in which you can fulfill his purpose. But I believe that's part of your journey. It's part of my journey. But you won't find it unless you're pursuing Jesus and living in surrender into his, to his purpose and his wills. Listen to what Solomon says when we go back to the book of Ecclesiastes. Again, he searched the world looking for meaning and purpose. 
And in, in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is, is man's all. You will discover your God-given purpose and how he's created you to do what he's created you to do when you surrender to him. Proverbs 3, verse 4 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he will what? He will direct your paths. He will show you how to live and where to go and what to do. My wife and I, we moved here just about a year ago. From BC, I grew up in BC my whole life. But God purposed for us to be here right now for this time. And I would never experience the blessing that I'm experiencing in being here and being a part of this church and being a part of what God is doing in Alberta and being a part of what God is doing in and through my life as I serve people here in Alberta. I would never experience that blessing if I didn't surrender to his purpose and his will and trust that he's got my best intention in mind. Mark 8, verse 34, Jesus says this. He says, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? When we think of profit, we think of money. But I believe that Jesus is addressing more than just money. He's addressing this desire for us to get Facebook likes. To get retweeted. To get the next job promotion. To get the pat on the back and the affirmation of man. He's saying, what will it profit you if you gain all that the world has to offer you but lose your own soul? Your purpose is found in surrender to Jesus. And in conclusion this morning, here's what I want to challenge you with. Have you found your ultimate purpose in simply knowing and loving God? And how are you walking that out? For some of us, me included, it can go days, maybe even weeks before we even spend time fulfilling that primary purpose of our life to have an intimate relationship with God what does it look like for you to walk out a deep meaningful relationship with Jesus or maybe you're here this morning and you've been soul searching maybe a friend invited you to church this morning we're glad you're here maybe you've been asking those questions what is my purpose? What is my meaning in life? Why am I here? Why in the world am I on this planet? Is there more? And you've been looking for identity and purpose. I want you to know this morning that you can come to know God. You can actually know your purpose. You can know the one who created you. And you can continue to grow in your relationship and your understanding of who he created you to be and what he created you to do. You can do that this morning. I'm going to invite the worship team back up by making a choice to surrender your life to Jesus. By starting a friendship with him. What does that mean? As I mentioned, when sin entered the world, 
brokenness came into the world. And God's original purpose and his original plan to have fellowship and relationship with us was, was torn. It was broken. But Jesus came 2,000 years ago. God put on flesh. And he came to this earth to live the perfect life that you and I could never live. He was without sin. He obeyed every commandment that God required. He lived fully man, fully God. He lived this life. Let me tell you, Jesus' purpose was clear. He knew why he was on this planet and he was unswayed by sin. He was unswayed by temptation. He had his eyes fixed on the prize that God had for him. His eyes were fixed on the prize. That prize was you and me. And Jesus went to the cross and he died on that cross. He shed his blood to pay the price for our sin, for our disobedience, for our imperfection so that we could become the righteousness of God, so that all that Jesus was, we could have. He took all that we deserved so that we could have all that he deserved. He died on that cross. He shed his blood so that we could be restored back to the original purpose of why God created us, to know him. Not just as some God, out there, somewhere, but intimately and personally. And like Sarah said, you don't need to clean up your mess before you invite Jesus in. You can come to him as you are. He is the one that sweeps it up. He's the one that cleans it up. He shed his blood to pay the price for our sin, but three days later, death couldn't hold him and he rose again. He defeated death. He defeated sin. And he invites you today to a personal relationship. If you're here today and you're soul searching, I want to invite you, friend, to come home. To come back to the one that you were created for. To come back to the original purpose on which you were created to know him and to love him and to experience his love. I'm going to ask that we would all just bow our heads and close our eyes right now in this moment. I believe that there are some here that God brought on purpose. And this is it. This is the purpose on why he brought you to this building, to this church this morning, is so that you can step into a relationship with him. Just in a moment, I'm going to ask you to pray a simple prayer a simple expression of a decision in your heart to receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior. It reflects the desire to turn from looking to other things to find meaning and purpose. And it, it expresses the desire to turn to Jesus. And if that's you here this morning in this room, I would invite you right now, right now, just put your hand up so I can pray with you. If you're here and you want to step into a relationship with Jesus, you don't know him. You've never made a commitment to Jesus. If you're here, I would invite you right now to put your hand up just so I can pray for you and see who I'm praying with. Praise God. God bless you. It takes courage. It takes boldness. Anybody else? To back. Praise God. God bless you. Anybody else? Don't wait. Listen, God created you for a purpose and he wants you to know it. He doesn't want you to be frustrated right there in the middle. God bless you. 
He wants you to know the purpose and the plans that he has for your life. He doesn't want you to be frustrated on this earth, but it starts with surrendering your life to Jesus this morning. Come on, I'm going to one more second. If there's anybody else that wants at the back, God bless you, bro. Yeah, three or four or five people raising their hands. I'm looking to my left. Anybody else? I don't want to miss you. I just want to lead you in a simple prayer. All right, I'm going to invite everybody to pray this prayer with me. But if you're praying this for the first time, if you mean this, just pray these words to God and he will hear you. Just add a whisper of your voice so that you can hear your own voice. Are you ready? Come on, pray this prayer. Father in heaven, I recognize that you created me so I could know you. But my sin has separated me from you. And I need your forgiveness. I turn from my sin and everything that I know that is wrong in my life. And I ask you to forgive me and wash me clean. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for my sins. And I now surrender my life to you. I ask you to come into my heart by your Holy Spirit. I want to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, praise God. Let's give Jesus praise. The Bible says that when one sinner, when one person turns to God, that all of heaven celebrates. And so as a church, we want to celebrate with you. Come on, can we give him praise one more time for these people that have come home to God today? This is the start of a new beginning for you. This is the start of living in the purpose of which God created you for. I can tell you this, it is the most exciting journey that you will ever experience. Not the easiest. It's hard, but it's the most exciting thing that we can do with our lives. I'm going to invite the prayer team to come to the front. And if you prayed that prayer, I'd invite you to do one more thing, just to come and tell somebody that you prayed that prayer. We want to help you with some next steps. We've got a Bible we want to give you. We've got a free CD with some awesome worship music from these guys that we want to just give you to bless you and help you pursue Jesus. But not only that, if you're here this morning and God spoke anything to your heart, maybe you are like that hammer and you're sitting in the toolbox you know that there's a purpose but you're not living it i want to invite you to respond this morning come forward and just allow one of these brothers or sisters to pray with you as we worship god in this one song don't wait come on forward we just want to pray with you and believe god to do so if you need healing in your body i want to invite you to come forward anything that you maybe you're going through a tough time in your marriage come forward that's not god's purpose for your marriage So come on forward and allow one of these brothers and sisters to pray for you. I'll come right back up after this song and dismiss us. God bless you.